Welcome to Celebrate Poe, episode 224, best episode yet. Now, originally, I intended to call this episode Encountering Poe's Ghost Again, but I thought back to how much of this episode set the tone for the rest of this podcast when it was first aired three years ago. Uh, Then I realized that this podcast episode has come the closest to communicating exactly what what I'm trying to do with Celebrate Poe. And please stay tuned to the end of this podcast for a brief look at uh, some topics that I'm working on for future episodes. But back to this episode, uh, I talk about uh, how I met the co-host of this podcast, the imaginary ghost of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, I I know it sounds strange. I mean, I scarcely believe it myself, but this is the episode where Mr. Poe made his podcasting debut. Now, uh, first I have to give you a little bit of background. Uh, There was a time when one of my favorite things to do was go to the massive Alderman Library of the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. One night I was doing some research at the library using some books uh, that I just couldn't find anywhere else. Just being in that library was always a wonderful experience, seated with towering columns of books all around me, volumes brimming with with the knowledge of the ages. Snuggled into a a big comfy chair, I was reading some commentary regarding Shakespeare, but to be honest, the book wasn't all that interesting. I dozed off. I mean, I really had no idea how long I slept, but I do remember feeling some cold wind. I slowly opened my eyes and glanced around me. When I started reading, uh, the room was full, but now there were no students or librarians anywhere, just furniture, desks, and endless stacks of books. I saw a man of medium height with a mustache, piercing eyes, and slightly curly hair standing a few feet in front of me. He was wearing steampunk-style clothes, a black cape, and a white vest that made him look like he would have been at home uh, in a Victorian lecture or reading. He spoke in a soft voice with a southern accent. Some might say, drawl. My sincerest greetings, Mr. Bartley. My name is Edgar A. Poe. How are you? Uh, Apparently, uh, I was having a very vivid dream. Uh, I looked at the the figure and said, "Uh, Who did you say you were? Uh, I am the ghost, or if you will, the spirit or energy of Edgar A. Poe. I quickly looked around again and saw no one, uh, that is, except for this quirky-looking steampunk character. It seemed like everyone else had gone home. I thought, well, uh, if I did the smart thing, I'd get up and and leave quickly. 
Uh, it might uh, set off the security alarm if I did that, but right now that fear was the least of my worries. So I decided the best thing to do was just to remain calm and humor this person, or, or whatever it was. Mr. Bartley, I have come to speak with you tonight about your interest in my life. I know you are a must in studying a commentary on Mr. William Shakespeare's King Lear, but I have come to you with a proposal regarding me. Uh, how did you know I was reading a commentary about King Lear? Oh, I have many methods to accomplish my course of actions. I, I thought to myself, I, I bet he wants money. Uh, maybe he'll say he has a, a surefire business investment and uh, spend uh, any money I give him for drugs. I can assure you it is not my intention to be the source of any distress on your part. Well, uh, let me assure you, whoever you are, that I don't believe in ghosts or anything dealing with the supernatural. Uh, Mr. Bartley... I remember the first time you visited the museum built in my honor in Richmond, Virginia. You were especially interested in the words from Hamlet that I had copied in a book during my earthly life. How could you possibly have known that? I, I never mentioned that to anyone. A and I remember, well, the many times that you traveled in West Virginia reenacting my life. Uh, this may sound strange, uh, but as a reenactor, I always felt somewhat of a responsibility to represent Edgar Allan Poe as a historical character with utmost respect for historical accuracy, almost as though he were watching. Uh, but I certainly don't believe in ghosts. But he, he continued uh, talking as though what I was saying about not believing in ghosts was completely irrelevant. And you did a, a most adequate, most adequate reenactment for the most part, uh, though sometimes I found myself watching and wincing. Okay, okay, Mr. Whatever You Are, if you were there, prove it. Do you remember Mountaineer Middle School? And you gave your standard narration about me studying in England for five years while still a young boy? He he was right about the school name in West Virginia, but how did he know about the details in my speech to the class? That was years ago. That made me wonder where this was going. A, a very sincere student, I remember, asked uh, during a question-and-answer period for you to name the headmaster of the school you attended in England. Uh, that is when you were speaking as though you were me. <laughs> I will never forget that. I thought I was prepared, but my mind went totally blank. I had no earthly idea how to respond. Yes, you had no earthly idea. I remember I had a feeling of panic at that school that I hope didn't show. I was ready to say, I, I forget his name. Of course, you could not see me physically at that point, but I realized that you definitely needed help and caused you to say, that would be the Reverend Bransby.
you know, I always wondered where that came from. Well, thanks, I, I, I guess. And if that ever happens again, remember uh, that I would have never used the word teenager like you did. That word was not used for almost a hundred years after my earthly existence. Well, thank you, Mr. Poe, if that is who you are. Mr. Bartley, I can sense that you are hesitant to accept my reality and consider my suggestions. As you may surmise, I have spent an inordinate amount of time in various libraries reading about my favorite subject, myself, and those I loved. Some writers, like Rufus Griswold, infuriate me. Others, such as Arthur Hobson Quinn, are examples of exemplary scholarship. And some, like Susan Archer Weiss, are interesting but simultaneously irritating. And some literary attempts are simply laughable. I had no idea that I would become so well-known as a writer or so misunderstood after my earthly demise. To be specific, I, I desire to make endeavors to make or embark on a new form of historical and literary creativity, at least new for me. I would like to begin a podcast regarding my life, works, and times. A podcast do seem rather popular now among the masses, and you certainly have more knowledge of computers than I. Though I, I do insist that I maintain, in the words uh, of your your uh, current vernacular, uh, complete complete creative control regarding the content. I, I thought the best thing to do was just just uh, well just try and humor this guy and go along with his idea at least verbally. Yeah, uh, y- yes, I'm sure we can we can work that out. Uh, Yes, Mr. Bartley, Uh, this would be an opportunity for you to learn more about my life and times, as well as communicate that knowledge to others. Uh, Yes, Mr. Poe, Uh, it seems like everybody has a podcast, and uh, this really would be a giant undertaking. I have over a hundred books about you, uh, and uh, so many of them contradict each other. Actually, you have just 97 books about me. But uh, you can avail yourself of the many post scholars as well as library and other online resources. And one must admit that you didn't do spend an inordinate amount of time using your computer, experience that I would no doubt find quite useful in doing further research. Please consider my proposal. Now, farewell, Mr. Bartley. I'll leave you with some words from my story, The Premature Burial. He he stared at me with hypnotic eyes and slowly said, The boundaries which divide life from death are at best shadowy and vague. Who knows where one ends and where the other begins? And Mr. Poe disappeared. Well, I quickly left the library, and fortunately, the security alarm didn't go off. But I left quickly, just in case. I hadn't done anything wrong, but if any authority figure asked me what I had been doing, I seriously doubt that he or she would have believed me. I thought that maybe like Scrooge and Dickens' A Christmas Carol, I had eaten a bad bit of beef and imagined uh, this Poe character. 
After all, I had just eaten at McDonald's. And the reality of it was that uh, I had been thinking about starting a podcast, but I was far too busy for such a massive undertaking regarding Poe to really do it right. So I promptly forgot about it for several years. Okay, now uh, let's little have a little break here. And let me emphasize that you don't have to believe this either, but the ghost of Poe visited me several years later. I was watching a YouTube video in my current apartment in Indianapolis, Indiana. All at once, I felt some cold air. Uh, I started feeling the strange the same strange sensations uh, that I had experienced at Alderman Library years before. The figure who had introduced himself as Mr. Edgar A. Poe stood beside me. Hello, Mr. Bartley. I am sure you know who I am. You again? How did you get in here? The door to my apartment building and the door to my apartment are both locked. And he replied with the same words he had used years ago in Virginia. Oh, I have many methods to accomplish my course of actions. Well, either I am hallucinating or this is really happening. Mr. Bartley, I did not want to bother you again regarding a podcast until I felt that you were genuinely ready. Uh, Yes, I have thought about it for years, but have never really taken action. But I think I might be ready in a way that I've never felt before. Perhaps it has something to do uh, with uh, the fact that I seem to be at home so much. Uh, yes, uh, that that could be considered to uh, add a certain urgency to the story of my life. So uh, one must uh, res- re- remember the many facts that you will look at. Uh, and yes, uh, uh, I like today, I, I know that there, there is the 19th century, which you certainly will explore. Uh, like today, we, we had a great deal of violent crime as well as the abuse of alcohol and other drugs, so there are many areas we can explore. Uh, these are all topics that I insist must be dealt with in an examination of my life and times as well as your life and times. And just to refresh your memory, I have a desire to eliminate some of the unfair perceptions that have arisen regarding my earthly existence. A movie or television program or even YouTube video might serve as media vehicles in pursuit of this goal, but mine is an extremely complex narrative that will potentially require hundreds of hours. A podcast would give me an opportunity to relate the entire story for a novel audience. Well, Mr. Poe, I would be depending on you to see me through this podcast. I can visualize now that the podcast contents uh, might consist of previous knowledge uh, that, that I might have regarding your life, as well as a great deal of research from various noted writers and scholars. Uh, well, now, see, at this, I thought my, to myself that this podcast idea might sound ridiculous, but it would be the chance of a lifetime. Have the real Mr. Edgar Allan Poe talk to me about his life, the ultimate primary source.
Well, Mr. Bartley, I have an excellent title for our podcast, similar to my title for my novel author, Gordon Pym. What is your opinion regarding my concept? I have condensed my original idea to let us express the highest literary exultation and, and commemoration regarding the tortured and calamitous life of the celebrated and renowned Edgar A. Poe as a highly renowned and influential writer with emphasis on a tragic Southern life, numerous and debilitating travails, physical maladies, personal fallacies, and emotional states, while engaging in, but not limited to, psychological studies of terror, texts of acerbic humor, the invention of the modern science fiction narrative, the devising of the detective story, scathing literary criticism, and the creation of melancholy poetry against a backdrop of early 19th century America, as well as a cursory story uh, or study of the numerous individuals and events informing the development of the writer's talents and career as a prominent member of America's Romantic and Renaissance movements as frequently esteemed as America's Shakespeare. Well, Mr. Poe, uh, that certainly communicates many ideas, but I doubt that uh, your title will fit very well on the small of uh, the size that you have for a cover art graphic. Uh, much less a tweet. Why don't we just shorten your title to Celebrate Poe? Well, Mr. Bodley, if you truly feel that would be more effective, I could give you that title again. No, Mr. Poe, I don't feel that's necessary. I, I know you are the literary genius, but trust me on this one. Uh, Mr. Bodley, I, I sense that you are, are definitely ready. Well, farewell, Mr. Bodley. Remember, the boundaries which divide life from death are at best shadowy and vague. Who knows where one ends and where the other begins? Well, Mr. Poe, or the ghost of Mr. Poe, quickly vanished and has been very, oh, how should I say, how should I say, very dependable in spending hours relating his narrative and recommending helpful resources. And one aspect that has genuinely surprised me is that the ghost of Mr. Poe is amazingly self-aware, something that Poe did not always show during his earthly existence. Sometimes he could be impulsive or stubborn or self-pitying during his earthly life. I sense that the ghost of Poe realizes this and, for the most part, is able to admit when he acted in error. Maybe being able to look back on your life gives you a certain deal of perspective. Well, let's jump ahead three years from that first encounter with the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe to March of 2024. When I did that episode, I really had no idea if anyone would listen but now Celebrate Poe has had, according to my Buzzsprout stats, well over 11,000 downloads in 80 countries from South Africa to Mongolia, <clears throat> from New Zealand to Nambia. And I feel that I've just begun to really delve into the literary life of Edgar Poe. Future episodes include the role of choices in Poe's life, and a detailed look at his publishers and the works he wrote while working for them. And that could take years in itself. Currently, 
I'm working on several episodes about the Beatles and how they developed their talents using principles that Edgar Allan Poe used, although probably not consciously, but they still use the same principles. And I'm very excited about several episodes regarding regarding Kronos and Kairos time in the works of Shakespeare, Poe, and the King James Bible. This is a subject I'll uh, try to clearly explain later, and one that is a lot more interesting and less confusing than it might sound at first. Now, in the following podcast, Catch Up, that's C-A-T-C-H-U-P, Celebrate Poe will finally take a brief look at the ancestors and early years of Poe's life chronologically in preparation for the final 20 years of Poe's existence. And it took well over 200 episodes to cover the first 20 years of Poe's existence, so you can be sure that the second half of Poe's life will be a long journey that I hope is well worth the taking on Celebrate Poe. And while you're at it, please remember to subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcatcher so that you will not miss an episode of Celebrate Poe. And if you would like to write to me regarding any comments or just whatever you'd like to say, uh, my email is celebratepoe, all one word, C-E-L-E-B-R-A-T-E-P-O-E at gmail.com, celebratepoe at gmail.com. Well, thank you very much for making it this far as we take a deep dive into learning about America's Shakespeare and how he has changed our world. <laughs>